Hello. Hello. That's much better. I'm Keenan. <laughs> and I'm Derek. And it's True Neutral. True Neutral. Uh, we said our names first. That yeah. was weird. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the whole week's been weird. It's been a full week since we recorded that what, that day where we told you we recorded off schedule and it was the day before. It's the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah, and we just actually haven't seen each other for like the last week because yeah. we've just been busy or sick in Derek's case. Yeah. I was sick for a couple of days, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been the run-up to Halloween, so shit's getting weird. Everybody's uh, busy. Yeah. How was your week? Besides um, being sick, I guess. Besides being sick, it wasn't too bad. Because I know? guess being sick was just being sick. Yeah, being sick was literally just uh, laying in bed for a day and a half, not doing anything at all. So, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. All right. But, yeah, other than that, it was just you know, a normal week. I worked. I slept. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, my whole week's been thrown off because of the weird, uh, babysitter slash work schedule changes. Uh, That'll happen. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's annoying because it's my partner's work doing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just don't seem to care that when they change her schedule, they fuck up my schedule and the kids' schedule and everybody else's schedule. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sucks. like I'm not mad at her, obviously. She has no control over her own schedule, but the yeah. fact that they just change it sometimes is super frustrating and makes it hard for us to do things. Yeah. And it's, it's probably getting tiresome for my job, honestly. Mm-hmm. I keep having to, like, shift my hours around, and thankfully my position is one where I can kind of do that for a little bit, but, like, I'm doing it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so it's, that's all a thing, and is making me tired. For sure. I can see, I can see why. That yeah. would, that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, went out last night. That nice. was fun. Um, I didn't really want to go out, but my partner got real, real excited about going out and then made plans to get the baby to go, like, taken care of and everything so we could go out. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go out. <laughs> it was Halloween, so um, before that, like, I made her pick a costume because the last couple of years she's, like, really backed out of her costume or, like, not backed out, but just, like, not wanted to spend to do the costume that she wanted. Yeah. And I was like, no, this year you're picking the costume. I will pick something that matches. We'll, we'll still do the couples thing. I just want you to be excited about your costume. So we got cool, like, we got this, like, uh, scarecrow-style cow mask. Nice. Yeah, it's it's good and creepy. And then she just wore, like, a corset and stuff underneath, like, yeah. below it. It was really cool. And then oh, I, yeah. I was just basically scarecrow. I was I had a scarecrow mask and it wore a suit yeah. with, like, a torn-up jacket. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, you know, we're gonna have the chance to do that. You know, dress up as 
those style of characters. I don't know if she'll go in a skirt when we go like trunk or treating and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> might it's be gonna, a bit cold. It's for that. just gonna be so cold. It's gotten <laughs> so cold the last week too. It was like seventy degrees last week, and now it's like a high of forty. High of forty, lows in the mid twenties yeah. Fahrenheit. I don't know exactly what that means in Celsius. It's cold. Cold. It means it's cold everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's dealing with that is also fun Um, I feel like I did a lot more stuff but I don't know that I did (laughs) it's just kind of occupied yeah 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 Um, man what it's just been one of those times you know yeah oh um it is kind of nice that we're recording today. Not nice, but um, timely, because we can we can say, um, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, found yep. out this morning that he passed away. Um, <laughs> there was a call for cardiac arrest, and he was found drowned in his jacuzzi. That's all the, like, info we have. Hmm. And there were no drugs found on the scene. That's those. Those are the three bits of information that seem to be consistent with every article. Interesting. Yeah. So you know, rest in peace, Chandler Bing. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Um, and rest in peace, Matthew Perry, because like he did a lot of stuff outside of Friends. There's been like this thing that he shared going around about how he wants to be remembered for more than just Friends. Like it was just something he said in his life, and like oh. That's kind of sad because everybody is just remembering Chandler, but also, you know, hopefully more people will see that note remember yeah. the other things that he did. started like this uh, recovery house for men. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. Did, did a lot of stuff to help recovery because he went through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 54, I think. Pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other news this week? Um, well, the FNAF movie came out. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, <laughs> who's in that one? And uh, he's he's fine uh, health wise, I think. Yeah, and I particularly I, I like the FNAF lore. I like following all the fun stuff with it. It's fun for me. I definitely I definitely kept up for quite a while longer than I ever should have been invested. <laughs> but there was a certain point where you know. Skin robots are real people, but not for real because they're a clone of somebody else. That I just kind of lost it. Man, now there's time warping ball pit, and there's like Faz Goo and Remnant, and I don't. I, Remnant Re- is, Remnant was around before. That's the soul yeah, bit. Yeah, it's it's molten metal that has the souls in it. Yeah, yeah I, that they yeah. inject into the animatronics to make them alive. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know about Remnant. It, I don't think it was fully like. I think it was still a mystery when I was in, <laughs> in the lore. Like, Remnant was just mentioned a couple of times. But Yeah. Yeah, I paid attention to that lore way longer. And, I like, how many of the FNAF games have you played? None. None? Not one? Not a single Not one. Not even the first one? Nope. Oh, I bought the first one, like, some years ago just to play it. I, you know, I got my headphones on, played it in the dark. It's a fun experience. I've it's, never had a computer. You can get it on your phone. Well, that, I don't want to. That you sounds terrible. It's fine. It's, it's. It's taps. It's the literal taps on different sides of the screen, so there's no issue as far as controls are concerned. 
It's a super easily run game. Like, I really <laughs> recommend you do that. Like, it's like $5 probably. Yeah, maybe. It's like you just throw on the headphones that you use all the time, just sit in the dark and do that. Like, it's one of the only, like, horror-style games that I've done that with, and it's a good time. Like, it's <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, maybe. Big recommend. Um, But once it gets onto the, like... Now they're up to that, like, 3D, like, open-world-style yeah. game. Yeah, Security Breach was yeah. all done 3D. Kind of op- vaguely open-world, yeah. It was uh, all done in inside the Pizzaplex, which is, like, a big mall yeah. type thing. Amusement park. A giant, huge Chuck E. Cheese, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's just... I don't... I don't know that I would be as into it because the the simplicity of FNAF, the first one, was uh, kind of what made it so scary. I think what you would really enjoy is you should get because you have an Oculus, as a matter of fact. Or a, I, I actually a have a Meta, a Meta, whatever. a Meta Quest Two. Uh, because you have a Quest Two. <laughs> because you have a Quest Two, you should get FNAF Help Wanted, which is the VR one. Okay. And there's recreations of like. FNAF 1, FNAF 2, FNAF 3, and then there's some, like, r- other games. And then they did a whole, actually, a Halloween DLC where there's a bunch of, like, Halloween... There's, like, a corn maze where you have to run around and not get caught in. Oh, and, cool. Like, so I think you would probably enjoy it, especially because you have the VR set up. Yeah, that might be a fun, like, entry into more uh, scary games. I'm playing. Yeah. I'm still playing Red Matter when I can. I have not been playing my VR at all. I have not had time <laughs> to do fucking shit. Um, but, uh, like, I'm still playing Red Matter, but when I can, and, uh, it's, it's, like, spooky, but it's not, like, scary, scary. There's not, like, yeah. jump scares. It's, like, intrigue, like, oh, what's that over there? Kind of thing. I think theft in VR would just give you so much anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I should stream. If anything I should stream, it'd be that. Fnaf in VR, i fucking shit my pants (laughs) anyway how's the movie doing uh well the movie by critic standards is not very well reviewed uh 5.6 on imdb uh 26 percent on rotten tomatoes oh not doing very good yeah um didn't we like you. You brought this up. Like I had you look this the stats yeah. for this up before. Didn't you just say twenty eight percent? Twenty no twenty six. No, like before. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, could have swore you said twenty eight percent. I was like, did it really just go down? No. Huh. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Um. It was made. Its budget was only twenty million dollars. That's right? super reasonable for a big budget movie these days. Yeah. Made so far a hundred and thirty point six million. In box office. That's almost how much The Flash lost. (laughs) And so that intrigued me. I was like, well, if it's made that much money and the critics don't really like it, I wonder what the audience has to say. Like, what's the audience review like? So I went to Rotten Tomatoes. 89% audience score. Wow. Do people, do critics just not understand what FNAF is? Yeah. Or or is it a fanboy, like, overhyping something that's not very good? What do you think? I honestly think from all the screenshots I've seen and how much love and behind the scenes, like from the small amount of behind the scenes that I've seen of it, uh-huh. um, there, a lot of love went into making this movie. 
Um, there's lots of YouTuber cameos, and so anyone that, like, knows about FNAF because of, like, these various YouTubers, there's cameos from lots and lots and lots of them within this movie, even if they're short, little, tiny bits. They got a lot of them in there and have cameos for them. Um, I happen to know that, like, MatPat's in there. Um, there's, I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if Mark got in there. Uh, Daco's in there, obviously, like... There's there's uh, a lot of different, a lot of theory different YouTubers. YouTubers. Well, a lot of Lore different just YouTubers. Y- yeah, gamers. Stream YouTubers. Yeah, um, which is cool. Yeah. And I know that uh, Scott Cawthon was also very closely related to, like he was there on set a lot, and he was like there helping out a lot. Very closely related to the production. It was his sister, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Um. And so I I think that the fans of FNAF, who were the ones that went and obviously saw this yeah. that opening weekend, were able to see all the love that got put into making this. And yeah, it might be a bit campy. It's got a PG-13 rating, and from what I've heard, there's not like any real gore in the movie. Um, they wanted to keep it toned down that way because they're already dealing with such hard issues like yeah. child murder and things like that. They, but they still wanted to keep it a little bit campy and light and fun because it's a lot FNAF. of yeah, and it's FAF and a lot of kids do like this franchise, so they yeah. didn't want to do like a straight up R-rated scary horror movie when they know all these kids are going to want to watch it. Yeah, that, and, I mean that makes sense. And so they kind of toned back different parts of it while still trying to tell the story of what's going on. You're still on. killing kids. Oh yeah, yeah, it's still child murder. Yeah. Like you're still killing kids and putting their spirits into animatronic suits. Like uh, that's that is FNAF. That is what, what it is. What is apparently a living hell too. It's <laughs> not like pleasant to be there as far as I can tell. Yeah. The animatronics aren't having like a great time. No. No, not not from what I I, I don't know. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm hoping that it's actually very good. Uh, I haven't actually read any of the reviews, but based on the the audience scores and the critics scores and everything, I think that the critics just didn't understand what they were seeing, and they were like, "This is this is what the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. And the fans of FNAF lore were like, "This is awesome. This is this is great." Like, yeah. This is the lore-heavy bullshit we wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, yeah. they get to see cameos from all their favorite YouTubers who have been doing this for, like, however long. You know? Yeah. I mean, so. I, I learned it from Matt, most of these theories and stuff, and I have branched out and, like, checked out other people's theories, like, based on and uh, departing from his. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's he's been doing it for like ten years, fifteen years, something mm-hmm. like that. It's been a long time since FNAF came out. He's been covering it. Yeah, and I've been watching people play the games as long as they've been coming out because yeah. I avidly watch Let's Plays. Yeah. So I've been watching, you know, tangentially related things. I don't watch the Let's Plays very much, but people talk about the Let's Plays they're doing when they are other channels. Yeah, and so. I hear reviews and stuff when they came out, and I went and checked it out. Like I, I went and played it early on. It was before the third one was out when I played it. Uh, it's like just to nice. just to see what the hype was about. Yeah, yeah. it was good hype. Not yeah. really my style of gameplay, but I liked the lore, so I kept uh, up on it for a while. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love it's so much. It's the lore has gotten so ridiculous, and I think that's why I like it because it's just so fantastical and it's just so crazy. And I'm like, all right, how much more are we throwing in? Like, what are we throwing on the bot next? Because it's just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any other news? Oh, um, uh, Congress picked a new Speaker of the House. Uh, a unanimous, a unanimous vote from Republicans, which is. Well, that says a lot because the the person who they voted for was a nobody from Louisiana who's super hard right and on all the things you don't want him to be. <sighs> so that's going to be real fun. All righty then. Yeah. Yeah, not, that's good. Not that's... actually stoked about that one. It's, <laughs> um, um, key, key. Uh, um. Oh fuck! I I don't know what what word or title to put on him but he had a big part in january 6th the the thing oh i see and it's just like not somebody you really want representing your house of congress i would think yeah i would think um but he's made promises to challenge the election the upcoming election if it is also not republican (laughs) like he's just saying that now before any votes are tallied or even put in. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't go Republican, I'm going to challenge it for being fraud. You are a psychopath. <laughs> and an idiot. And I hate you. You know what's crazy is I don't watch conventional TV or anything like that anymore. So I don't see, like, any, like, presidential campaign ads or anything. I mean, I guess I haven't really ramped up them doing it yet. No, it's not. It's not quite there yet, but it, that'll that'll come through next year. Start getting get... them as YouTube ads and shit. Yeah, they'll they'll come through as YouTube ads. They they always do, and yeah, you'll see. You know, whoever's running in our area over and over again, <laughs> or on a national level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so sick of those. Everyone does. No one likes them. No one likes the the degree to which they are played. But it's the only way people who are undecided decide because they don't look into the issues. They just need to see a good picture of somebody. Yeah, and hear them say, vote for me because one small thing. Yep. I agree with you about this. (laughs) Oh, he agrees with me about that. I better vote for him and make sure our whole lives might change based on that man's opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, once again, if you'd like to vote for me in politics, just let me know. I'll, I'll start running. I don't. I don't have any real campaign funds at this moment, but I'm thinking about it. I just run for senator right now. Actually, I'm pretty sure I have to have a different house first, but. I don't know. It seems like they got a pretty cushy life for not doing very much. Right. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll still do the podcast. I get a lot of off time. It'd be really funny if you became, like, a politician of some sort, and then we still did the pol- or the podcast, and we'd just end up sitting here, like, talking shit about politics, <laughs> like we do sometimes. Yeah, well, if, if it came up in the news, I'd be like, this is my opinion on that. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to, like, take down episodes if I were to start running for anything now, you know? I'm not going to go back and take down, like... Is it true that you once said 
if it came down to it, I would fall to cannibalism pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's a pretty good quote. <laughs> I think I might put that on the next uh, the next ballot pamphlet thing. Whatever. It'll be next on... time we need a quote. Yeah, the next time that'll be my next tagline. Senator Keenan Fry. If it came down to it, I'd fall to cannibalism pretty quickly. <laughs> you could even go to find the episode and clip it out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'd be a great politician. <laughs> for all these reasons and more. Vote for me. Uh, that's amazing. Do you I, have any other news? I'm you? a family man. <laughs> <laughs> um i i i thought i did um there was something else but i don't remember and the only other thing is loki which i'm actually just going to talk about um for my thing today so yeah i Spider 2 came out oh yeah spider-man 2 came out that's right and super mario wonder is out yeah and I don't have either of them. Well, I, I can't have Spider-Man 2 because I don't have no. PS5. You know what's a really shitty thing? Hmm. If your PS4 is connected to the internet, it just shows you um, uh, new games like they're in your library as like the first option. <laughs> and this one shows up as Spider-Man 2 and with an ad for a PS5 right there. <laughs> and it just shows up. And it's, it's right there in in like your feed of like your games and stuff. And like, it shows hey, up as the first option for stuff. You gonna upgrade? And it's just like, do you know how many times I've had to explain to my six year old that we don't have the fucking games that show up there? <laughs> it's it's not fair to either of us, man. Yeah, he thinks we got a new game. I have to explain to him that we need six hundred dollars to play that game. Yeah, like shitty. Stop doing that, PlayStation. Right. That shit's not cool. No, but I mean, I, I I've watched uh, gameplay of it and it looks phenomenal. The story is incredible. I'm not gonna give too much away. I'm not gonna do spoilers, but suffice to say that it makes the first game look like a like a test run, like a demo run. Damn. Like it it looks so much more fluid and dynamic and. In my opinion, the story is much more fun and engaging. And I haven't Sweet. played it. I haven't played it at all yet. <clears throat> but it it looks amazing. Fuck yeah. I know there's fun little things I've been seeing little like meme images of people doing the slingshots that are flying through town and then mm-hmm. like uh, the web wings yeah. they can glide around. It's pretty neat. Yeah pretty neat little things and i assume there's more stuff like that but that's like that's just stuff i've been exposed to and i'm not going for full spoilers myself mm-hmm. like, yeah I'm, i couldn't help myself i'm like there's no way i'm going to be able to play this anytime soon and i just i need to know yeah <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> i mean fair enough i i like i know i'm like who knows the fucking when i'm gonna get a ps5 but like uh the fact that i just I don't know. I'm still going to have that fresh experience when I come to it because I'm not 
uh, like going out of my way to look up anything about it. Mm-hmm. So most of it's not coming across my feed. It's just like I follow video game pages, so some of that is there. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I think that's about all I know for news at the moment, though. Do you have a story this week? Um, not really. What do you mean? I mean, I haven't been thinking of much because I've been sick. Well, (laughs) yeah, fair enough. Well, okay, so I want to talk about Loki. Okay. So Loki, episode four specifically... Um, the heart of the TVA is what it's called. This I actually did, this season I saw like one or two episodes of. Yeah, actually. you saw most of two episodes. You saw mm. most of the first two episodes of mm. Loki season two. Um, so, uh, full spoilers for this, uh, if you are trying to wait to watch the episodes for whatever reason, I understand. Yeah. Um, but, full spoilers, this episode is fucking nuts. All right, I want to talk about Loki. <laughs> um, specifically, season or season two, episode four is what I'm talking about. Okay, and uh, is that the latest one? Yeah, and uh, so in the in the last episode, we met Victor Timely, who was first introduced at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania in the post credit scene. He's a Kang, right? Yeah, um, he's a Kang variant. So in that episode. Miss Minutes and Rafona Renslater threw him the TVA handbook uh, when he was a child. Okay. So he's been developing stuff based on, like, the Time Variance Authority's weird technology mm-hmm. in 1800s, like the late 1800s. All right. And so, like, that's they pick him up at the World's Fair in Chicago. And... Uh, so there's this whole thing about him bringing him back to the TVA and not killing him, even though he's a Kang variant. You know, the whole moral dilemma there. Um, and that was really interesting. But this episode deals with um, him being in the TVA. And um, this whole season has had the temporal loom that guides the galaxies together through the time yeah just pure time um is overloading that's been the the basic conceit behind the danger of the series so far um and he's been working on the loom and we find out that ouroboros the guy who wrote the tva handbook was inspired by a great uh 19th century uh engineer named victor timely Okay. So the guy who wrote the guidebook was inspired by the guy who got handed the guidebook as a child. Uh, 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 all right. Yeah. 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 Um, but they have the device already, and it's like... Victor Timely's been working on a thing to stabilize his loom, and they have a way to retrofit it. It just it takes time for them to retrofit it into the thing that makes it for the big loom. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. Well, they they get that all figured out, and then Victor Timely gets super caught off guard by a hot cocoa machine, because he's from 1893. <laughs> and um, I want to 
I should point out at some point that uh, none of this is a defensive Jonathan Majors. I don't know if he's guilty. It's all alleged at this point. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't even know any of the details about I, the thing. I all just... I know is that they tried to get the case dismissed and the judge denied the dismissal. So it's going forward. Yeah, I don't. I don't know any of the details about any of it, but I know it's controversial, and I know um, if if he's a bad person and it's proven, they should have recast him. That's not really a controversial choice. Just recast him. You're a comic mm-hmm. book universe. Whatever. Um, but he is doing a very good job in this series. Like, super awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, the, his performance as Victor Timely is like... This really understated, um, stammering genius, hmm. but uh, he's way more of a con man than anything, and he like is really good at hiding that <laughs> behind all of the other stuff that he knows how to say and do. Because yeah. he's a good con man. It's uh, super interesting uh, that they threw that level of like that dynamic into what Kang's variant like ancestor kind of variant is yeah like is like is that a fundamental property of kang is that he is a con man on top of everything else i don't know he might be i mean it's kind of true yeah like he's really good at manipulating people yeah and no matter what capacity he does it yeah that does sound like a con man yeah so i think that's really interesting that they made that how he made money in the 1890s. Yeah. That's um, pretty pretty neat. Yeah. But the uh, he when he goes to the TVA, he's just transported in front of a wall that's just three of his own heads staring back at him. <laughs> which, you know, has to be disorienting. And like yeah. three really big like metal heads built into the wall. I guess one is staring directly at him and two are staring off to the side, but they're all clearly his own face. <laughs> It's Which like, huh. would be disturbing. Yeah. I mean, a disturbing thing to walk into, especially in this, like, sleek future. Like, there, he appears in the war room, I think it's called. And it's just, like, a very sleek, like, uh, boardroom for very high special decisions. Yeah. And yeah. so it's this, like, very Can't elegant, sleek... him in there. Sleek... He's gonna see the big board. Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of that kind of thing. But it's, like, super, super sleek. And just imagining... Coming from 1890s wooden architecture, which is like getting there. It's yeah. not like bad, but like to just jump straight to that, like out of time, like, huh, that would just be baffling. Mm-hmm. The whole experience would be baffling. But the, 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 I just love that the thing he gets caught up on is the hot cocoa machine. And <laughs> yeah, it's very, very funny. Anyway, the, the whole bit at the end of this is there's some really good performances. There's betrayals, backstabbing, plot, story, you know, yeah. background, the whole thing. It's a uh, show. Yeah, you're saying. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. But the the main thing I want to get to is that the at the end of the episode, they have to have somebody walk out on um, onto the time bridge thing. You saw the time bridge thing, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, when Owen Wilson had to walk out in in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody else had to get in the suit. And Owen Wilson was insisted it must be Loki, Loki, because he did it last time. Yeah. <laughs> this is just really weird, like dynamic where he just was insisting that Loki do it just so he didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good, but um, 
uh, it, Victor Timely volunteers at the end of it, and he's just like, it should be me because it's my device, and I'll know what goes wrong if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he gets all suited up, and it's this big epic moment. He walks out, oh, like he like goes to run because he knows he has to be quick, and he like starts huffing it. Uh, spaghetti. <laughs> Instantly spaghetti. Like the whole his whole being is just turned into wisps of strands of noodle and then wisps of smoke after that. Just instantly dead. And shortly after that, literally time explodes. <clears throat> like everything everything that like is the loom is like holding together explodes. And there's just a bright fucking white just, like the TVA is overtaken by this explosion. And that's how episode four of six ends. Okay. So. Does that mean all the times are, like, kind of mixed together? Like, parts destroyed, things kind of, like, collided and meshed in a weird way? I don't know yet. None of us know yet. <laughs> um, one of my favorite theories, because I've just... Like, I don't have anybody in my house that would, like, want to watch these with me, let alone, like, theorize. Is this a good way for them to, like, deal with incursions happening? Yes and no. Um, so, alright, here's my thing. Um, we've had timelines explained by a couple of people in the MCU, Mm -hmm. uh, but... They always describe the natural order of timelines as being branching timelines. Yeah. You're supposed to make different decisions in different places. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, that's natural for how the timeline is supposed to split there's at different a, points. There's moments in time. Uh, I can't Nexus remember. points. Nexus points, yeah, yeah. Where things can diverge depending on a, a single decision made. Right, but they do diverge based mm-hmm. on the decision made. And there are multiple universes based on that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good way of saying it's not every decision you make; it's just a couple of decisions you make. But it could be literally any decision you make. That's yeah. that's the yeah, point. Yeah, but it could be at any time. Yeah, uh, and those those descriptions all imply that what they're doing at the TVA is against the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing is they're taking that natural overflowing of time that just you know branches off naturally. Yeah forever and they're trying to control it down to the one branch yeah the sacred timeline Mm -hmm. which is what kang is doing and um what fans do with canon yeah uh but the the overarching time when it's brought down like that i think is too much for any device to hold and i think this is going when it explodes to be a potential rebirth of everything around it, or the end of all things, and then a beginning of all things, like Ragnarok. Because yeah. that's Loki's role in actual Ragnarok, is to, you know, make it happen. Also, um, if they're sticking to all this being, like, lore canon for the MCU, does that not also mean that this is a really easy way for them to do a reboot? Yes, it would be, <laughs> it would be a really easy way for them to do a reboot. But I think... Um, I think that uh, this was the way for that. I think this is how Kang happened, and I've heard this theory posited elsewhere. But I I really like it. I I think it's true. Um, that 
when Kang was spaghetti noodled, just into nothing, well, right? Victor Timely was. Yeah, yeah. Victor Timely was spaghetti noodled into nothing. He was blown across all time. Okay. When the explosion happened. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had just been spaghettied, he would have just been eliminated. But the fact that the explosion happened right after that, mm-hmm. I think, means that he is, like, across all time, always, because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what gives him the power to be Kang. So no matter what could have happened when the time split, like, he can manipulate it to be what he needs it to be. Yeah. Yeah, and well, all of this is, like, all of this, this far, thus far, has been part of He Who Remains plans. Like, mm-hmm. he he was the one who made sure that Victor Timely got the notebook, and, like, he he would have programmed Miss Minutes to know what was going on for her role and everything. Like, all of that is, yeah. All right. There, so, like... There is potential that this is the beginning of the loop. Yeah. And this is what will start the TVA again, and not only the TVA, but time. Mm-hmm. The way that it should be. And then we're going to see the universal, the multiversal war, as demonstrated by, you know, the murals and he who remains. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see that multiversal war play out. In this free universe, in this free multiverse that Kang has now been spread all over. Okay. Which, I mean, that also does kind of track with what Deadpool 3 was kind of maybe doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, with with the Kang just everywhere, giving, giving Kang the opportunity to be everywhere like that mm-hmm. means that Kang can rise to power in multiple times at the same time. Mm-hmm. And leading to Kang becoming a conqueror, uh, like the various Kangs that are. Yeah. And I think that is going to lead into Kang Dynasty. Like that, this explosion is going to lead into Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's such... This was seriously the most impactful Marvel anything since Infinity War or Endgame. <laughs> like, WandaVision was really good, and I have zero qualms with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people did not like the ending, and I I thought it was good. I thought it fit the where what it should be. But, um... This... This is fucking a second different level for Marvel TV. This is awesome. I heard they're making a show called Vision Quest, which is going to be about Vision. Well, they were they've been supposed to have been making Vision Quest since before WandaVision ended. <laughs> and uh, that was 2020, I'm pretty sure, when WandaVision aired. Yeah. So, we'll see when we get Vision Quest. I am dying to see that. It's going to be White Vision trying to figure out who he is. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. I imagine him trying to save a cat from a tree, and he just hucks it. <laughs> you know, just because he's got shit confused still. He's got yeah. that military programming in him, but he's got all his old memories that he hasn't lived, so he has to try and re-experience his own... Ah, oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> if they ever get around to it, because Paul Bettany's fucking sick. He's a great actor. Yeah, Paul Bettany's great. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, Loki, this whole thing has been 
just kind of one mindfuck after the other, honestly. It's yeah, been, it seems like it. It's just, the, and like, uh, people pointed out that there's time slipping, because we see him time slipping earlier, mm-hmm. uh, where he's just in the TVA and time slipping, which isn't supposed to be possible, but he's also just going back and forth through time, not of his own will yeah. at all. Um, and there are spots where he does that in the trailers that we haven't seen yet. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if that leads to this, and if that leads to this for just him, because he's already tried to take himself out of the aura. Like, yeah. that. like I don't know. They took out his temporal aura, so I don't know if he's going to be like spread across time similarly to how I think Kang is, but I don't think so because he wasn't spaghettied. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, all, most of that is theoretical. Yeah. Like, 80-90% of that is theoretical. There are a few things that definitely happened, and the rest I'm just like, this would be really sick if they're doing that. Right. But I was blown away, like, jaw actually dropped when Victor Timely spaghettied. <laughs> and then they didn't have a backup plan or anything. Time just exploded. <laughs> Time exploded. <laughs> The physical manifestation of time exploded. And I don't know. That's really cool. Right. That's a really cool sentence to be able to say. I want to use that in a D&D campaign. Yeah. What happens when time explodes? I think you have to watch Tenet before you do that. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen Tenet, but it feels like you should. I feel like Tenet is... There's, I haven't seen it either, but I feel like there is something about time at least breaking in some way. In no, that. there's definitely a forward and backward time thing in that. Yeah, it's yeah. something about time. Yeah. I, I looked it up to try and watch it the other day, and it's just not available for streaming. It's you got to rent it or buy it, and I just don't have time money. to get a physical copy. Well, that's yeah. I'm I'm not gonna. I I don't have the four dollars to rent it. I'm not gonna go spend twenty five dollars on a physical copy of a movie I haven't seen. Oh, I'll put it on my list. I'll, I'll whatever. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> At some point, when I can. I do want to see it. And it's a Chris Nolan movie, so there's almost no doubt that I would like it. <laughs> I like his films. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Loki right now has got like a 95 dabs out of 100. Hell yeah. Just as a series. The first season I talked about, I'm pretty sure, but it's really good. Fucking A. It's six episodes long, and none of them are like over an hour, so... It, Big recommend to anybody just interested in a good story. It it catches you up if you haven't seen all the Marvel movies like mm-hmm. that you might want to have seen beforehand. But the story's not really specific to the Marvel movies. There's just I mean, there's a lot of reference, but yeah, yeah. Like the story is specific to Loki, and then that will spill into the Marvel movies. So if you watch Loki and then watch later, you'll probably get a lot of cool things. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I big recommend on Loki. Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson absolutely tearing it apart. Hell yeah. Um, whoever played General Dox, she just got squished. <laughs> A whole room of guys got squished in this episode. We didn't like physically see it, but they've got these like torture cube things they they use where they're just like put people in a box that manifests around them, and then they close it tighter and tighter and tighter until they die. 
Oh, yeah, I, I saw that used against some guy they caught. Yeah, yeah, they threatened him with it, but this episode they, they physically squished an entire room of people. Like that spell that I had that guy use in the D&D campaign. Yeah, and so, like, all this... Meat cube. This, yeah, this whole fucking, um... This whole, like, contingent of renegade TVA agents were crushed, not not by the walls of the cube, but by the bones and skulls of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's just... wretched. Yeah. It's a wretched thing well, to the, do. The ones on the outside kind of got squished by the cube. I mean, a bit. <laughs> it's still mostly the rest of the people yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, no, like, the people in the middle definitely got squished by the other people. Yeah. But everybody, to some degree, got squished by other people because you're not getting hit by two walls. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I like how when he yells, he angles his head directly up to the mic. He knows where to yell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's super not frustrating at all. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, do we have anything else to talk about? Do you have anything you've watched the last week or anything you want to talk about? Played in a game while you were sick? I actually didn't. I planned on doing stuff, and then I just slept instead. Like, I had a few things. I was like, oh, I'm sick. I can catch up on this game, or maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll start writing this report that I wanted to write or do this. Uh, nope, I was just sleeping in bed. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> Didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Fair enough. Uh, I feel like I've been playing some game... Not that good, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I remember what it was because it wasn't a. It's not a full game, and I wasn't sure I was going to talk about it. But I'll throw in a couple more minutes on here. Uh, I got the Green Day pack for Beat Saber. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were talking about maybe getting that at some point. Yeah, yeah, I got it, and it's super fun. Um, it's a. Uh, it's got like five or six songs on it, but it's got. Uh, Three off American Idiot, which makes me happy, and also Minority, and then two off of a later album. Nice. The newer ones are fine. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're a lot faster than I would have expected, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Hard to play Beat Saber with, but cool. Yeah. Um, but they're... Yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool to play along to songs I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, be able to, yeah, see see where the rhythm is coming from. Before yeah. I play the song, uh, like fifty times, right? Yeah, so that it just feels like a, like a home field advantage kind of thing mm-hmm. when you play songs, you know. Yeah. So, oh my god! <laughs> you found the cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> we have one of those. Yes. Yes, we do. Um. And he found the computer. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, on on top of that. Green Day did release a deluxe version of American Idiot mm-hmm. that um, is interestingly pairs songs. Okay. So, like, American Idiot and Jesus of Suburbia are separate. Mm-hmm. And then Holiday and Boulevard of Broken Dreams together. Oh, okay. And then, uh, fuck, the next two, um, Are We uh, the Waiting and St. Jimmy yeah. are paired together. And these... Like, when I say paired together, I mean they're one track. Yeah. You can't listen to them separately. Yeah. Um, and then the the next two are also together. Uh, 
She's a rebel and a different one. Novocaine? Is it Novocaine, yeah. Um my favorite song on the album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh then there's the one song before Homecoming. Uh, when, uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends. That's by itself. My least favorite song on the album. Yeah, that one's by itself. And then Homecoming, which is, you know, five songs already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. The so thing- is Jesus of Suburbia to an extent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting that they paired them together to the degree that you actually have to listen to them together on the deluxe version. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool and like... Uh, these songs go together. Mm-hmm. They they just go together and like, okay, I guess you said so. Yeah. Yeah. For a while there, I didn't know that there was any other way that you could listen to those songs. I was like, I always just thought that they were, that that's just how it was. <laughs> those songs were just paired together. It's just, that's how that always was for me. Yeah. I mean, I always listen to it. As a full album, so. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going to check real quick to see if we have any emails, because I haven't even been looking. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything that feels productive. Me either. But, you know, sometimes that's okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't I... look like we have anything particularly exciting. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's, I think that's it for this week, because I'm just getting too frustrated with this baby, if I'm being honest. He is being a handful today. Uh, where can they find us over the baby screams? <laughs> if you want to talk over the baby screams, then you can get a hold of us at, uh, trueneutralpod at gmail.com, or, uh, we're on X or Twitter or whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, at True Neutral Pod, and I'm at Mr. Dab himself. We got True Neutral Studios on the YouTube, the Instagram, and the threads. Uh, at True Neutral Podcast, True Neutral Podcast on Facebook. I'm at Mr. Dab himself <laughs> on Instagram and threads. Wow, I don't know what happened there. My brain just went. But it's okay, I got through it. I fought my way through. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.